Welcome to Distinguished Devs, where I interview outstanding developers who perform at their peak to lead large open source projects and make an impact at top companies. If you've ever done any web development work with Python, you've almost certainly come across Miguel Grimberg, his successful blog being one of the most useful resources on Flask, Python and many other areas. He's literally written the book on Flask web development, published by O'Reilly, and he's the author of the Flask mega tutorial. He's also the creator and maintainer of a large number of popular open source projects, including Python Socket.io, Flask Socket.io, Flask HTTP Auth, and many more. In this interview, we talk about Miguel's career, learning, and the power of sharing knowledge and code. So I hope you enjoy a chat with Miguel Grimberg. Hi, Miguel. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. Um, so I was wondering if we could just start off by uh, telling us the story of your career from the start up until now. Uh, yeah, sure. Hi, Ben. Uh, th thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, it, it's it, it's a long story. Uh, but uh, but yeah, essentially, uh, when I was a teenager, uh, I was lucky to uh, to get a home computer. This was a time where, you know, there was a computer for the home, right? So so I was lucky to to get one, and then I learned uh, to program basic mm -hmm. using the the manual that came with with it. I, I was very passionate. Uh, eventually. The time came to uh, to enter college, and I I followed a computer science career, and uh, well, I mean it, it went from there. I uh, so, so I was born in Argentina, so all of this was uh, in Buenos Aires, in my uh, birth town, uh, and then uh, shortly after I graduated, I, I made a, a vacation trip to LA, Los Angeles, and. At a time where there was a uh, a trade show there, this was a, a trade show on computer graphics, which was an, an area that I was sort of very interested at the time. And uh, you know, without wanting it, I I, I left this uh, this exhibition with a job offer to to move to the states. Mm. So uh, I I I went to work to uh, a computer animation studio in uh, Portland, Oregon. And uh, and then I I stayed in in the states for uh, for over twenty years, uh, so so most of my adult life was spent there. I I I moved with my wife, but uh, my family was built uh, during those years in the states. So uh, eventually, I uh, had an opportunity to uh, to move to Ireland. Uh, this was in two thousand eighteen, mm -hmm. uh, a year and a half ago, and uh, now I'm um, I'm. In, in a little village uh, in the middle of nowhere, Ireland, uh, with my wife uh, and, and the kids and everyone. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm working from home, from, from here. Fantastic. So you're probably best known for kind of your knowledge sharing endeavors. So your blog, your Flask Mega tutorial, your book, um, and then also open source projects as well. Um, we'll come to open source in a little bit, but perhaps could you tell us a little bit about how your blog started and, and kind of how it grew to where it is now? Yeah, yeah, sure. So I, I believe it was around 2012 that I started blogging. At, at, at this time, uh, a lot of people wanted to blog. Uh, it was kind of the, the in thing to do uh, mm. for many. Blogger was, uh, you know, a, a lot of people was getting on Blogger to, to start their own blogs. Some mm. did WordPress, you know. So I, you know, I, I didn't want to be any any less. So I said, okay, I'm gonna have my blog. The the thing is that I, I, I have this uh, this do do it yourself attitude. So I decided to to write my own blog 
instead of getting on, on one of those popular uh, platforms. Mm. So I I, uh, I started looking for a framework to to write my blog in, and and that's how I ended up with Flask, which uh, which was very uh, and it, it, it was somewhat known, but but still very small, sort of a mm. niche type of framework at the time. Uh, so I, I wrote my blog, and then uh, I decided to to blog about the experience of writing a web application in Flask, which is what I just did for for the blog itself, and. Uh, that's basically how how the the Flask Mega Tutorial started. Me writing about the experience that I I just been in to to write my own blog. Mm. Awesome. So how long did it take between you writing that and it kind of gaining traction and people becoming interested? Uh, <laughs> a long time actually. Uh, I, 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 there was a uh, at some point I gave a. Uh, a presentation. It's funny now. Now I'm thinking, wow, I, when, when I'm going to do a you know a live presentation again with all this uh, the current situation. Mm. But uh, so I, yeah. I I gave one at some point, and uh, I showed the the first tweet that I that I wrote for for chapter one of the mega tutorial, right? So so I, I went back you know several years ago, found that tweet, and I, I believe it had only one retweet. <laughs> uh, and one like, yeah. and that's it, <laughs> right? So, so yes, in the, in the beginning, it, it felt mm. very, very lonely, um, right? The, the first few months. So, so the, the whole tutorial took me a little bit over a year. Uh, it was uh, in the first version. You know, the, the original one was, uh, I think, it was eighteen chapters, and it took me a little bit over a year to write all of that. And yeah, the, the first few months. It, it, it was lonely. Uh, some people liked it and commented on it, but uh, but yeah, it, it was mostly I was doing it for myself. Uh, so so basically, if, if I if I did something interesting at work, that would basically uh, motivate me to write a chapter about that topic applied okay. to my yeah. tutorial. So so in many ways, it, it was. I mean, I, I I didn't thought of it, you know. I, I didn't think of all the chapters in advance. I, I was sort of blindly following my interests at the time. And later on, you know, a, a few years later, I revised the tutorial and I made it a little bit more uh, consistent with itself. Uh, but in the beginning, yeah, it, it was I was just having fun, you know, doing it for myself more than anything. Yeah. That's awesome. So when did you transition from a kind of Flask user to starting to write your own modules and open source software for it? Uh, well, so and the, the, this is what I love about then, you know, getting started on the open source community. Uh, when I started sharing the, uh, you know, the, the, the content from, uh, from the mega tutorial and then other articles as well that I, I wrote on the blog, uh, you know, people started commenting and suggesting ideas, and that—that's basically what triggered me to to do things. For example, I mentioned Flask login, uh, which is great, right? I—it's I, one of my main go-to extensions for Flask. But if, if you're doing an API where, mm. where you don't have a uh, you, you don't have a web application, a full-on web application, for an API, it seemed. Uh, mm. It, it, it's not the proper way, right? You you don't want a, a cookie-based uh, authentication mechanism in your API. Mm. So, uh, right. Sure. So, the, the, 
on that respect, there was nothing, right? So I decided to write one, uh, which I called Flask HTTP Auth. And that's an extension that, you know, in many ways works in the same way as Flask Login, but it's more uh, designed to work with an API where you don't have, uh, basically you don't have that that stateful component. You you cannot write a cookie and save the, the ID of the user. Uh, so... So yeah, and and yeah. Th- that that's the way everything worked. Uh, at some point, I, I I got interested in WebSocket, and you know the, the options that existed for Flask were not not very uh, not not very developed. They, they were very primitive. So once again, I decided to do my own, and mm. that that was the the Flask Socket IO uh, mechanism that uh, initially was. You know, it was just that an extension for Flask, but uh, I, I continued developing it, and today, basically, it, it's a framework on its own right that you can use with Flask or with Django or with with uh, any of the new async IO ASCII based frameworks, or you can use it on its own, right? Without any other frameworks, it's a framework by itself. So you know, it, it's the, the community usually pushes me, you know, and uh, allows me and, and gives me ideas to, to do things. Yeah, it's uh, it's very cool. I've, I've used it myself a few times. <laughs> it's, it's really nice. Oh, great. Yeah. So when you're uh, kind of steering a large open source project, um, how much time do you spend like writing code yourself and reading and accepting changes from others? Uh, so, you know, during the birth of a project, I, I, I spend a lot of time, you know, writing but uh, eventually that that shifts and I, I i don't really spend too much time basically i mean it's kind of funny but now when when someone suggests a a feature request right on one of my open source projects i i really try to motivate that person to do it for me right uh because i mean it's something that they they feel passionate about and i you know i mean I, it may make a lot of sense, but you know it's not something that I would use myself, mm. right? So I, I I feel they're better positioned to do a good job, yeah, of of this that the of this feature that they want, right? So so in general, I, I I try to do that. I I I get them to to do it, and then I review it. And if if I need to make a little adjustments, changes, I I do it after they come up with their their version. Makes sense. Um, yeah. And have you seen uh, kind of any changes in open source culture since you started writing open source software? Well, I I think when I started, open source was uh, so. So, well, let, let let's begin with this. When I started, open source didn't exist. The the closest thing some 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 of your listeners may remember it's called shareware, and this is where where you built an application or or a tool or something, and you you put it on the internet for people to download and use, mm. right? And I, I did that for many years before coming to you know, to Python and and to open source. This these days I, I think open source is uh, sort of the uh, it, it's uh, something that a, a lot of people want to participate in. Uh, it, it's seen as you know the, the normal thing for a developer to do, mm. right? It's sort of expected, which I think is great because you know there's very many people doing it uh, and it, it's also very democratic right because you, you don't have to ask permission to anyone you 
he just writes some code and share it. What I have to say in terms of, of that is that the, the, the sharing aspect of the, the open source world that we have today is super powerful. I uh, Actually, th this is the last presentation that I gave before all, all this situation started uh, with the coronavirus. Uh, this was last month, and this was about sharing, uh, which is, if, 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 if I think about my career, all the great things that I've got were because I shared stuff that I've done, and people knew me better because of that, right? Mm. So, um, you know, it, 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 it's, uh, you know, the, 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 the democratic aspect of it is, is something that I, I really like. Uh, there, there's a, I mean, the, 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 the barrier of entry is not zero, right? Because you have to have a computer, right? But, uh, but, but it, it's lower than ever. Definitely. You, 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 you can get your stuff out there and uh, that, that stuff can advocate for you in, in amazing ways, right? Definitely, yeah. So what was it that motivated you to share everything on your blog, share everything online and kind of distribute the knowledge and things that you'd learned? I... It, it, it's a difficult question. I I, I don't know why, um, and th this is I, I mentioned this this uh, funny story in my in in this presentation that I gave about sharing uh, when I was in uh, secondary school in in Argentina. Uh, this is when I had my my first home computer. I I wrote uh, a little application in BASIC that would help me solve my accounting homework. Right. Mm. Uh, this was, I mean, for, for those who don't know it, this, this is a very painful thing that you need to do. You need to make, you know, commercial transactions and, you know, many of them. And then at the, at the end, uh, there are two columns and the two columns need to, when you sum them, they need to be exactly the same to the cent. And it's very, very easy to make mistakes. So I, I wrote this, this little program that will help me not make mistakes it, it will detect the mistakes in in the moment i made them right so, so it was very very useful and my my first inclination was to share it with my uh with my friends right at school right so so not many of them had computers right so so that helped me gain a lot of friends right because they, they all <laughs> wanted to come to my home mm. and and do the homework on my computer <laughs> <laughs> right so you know, from from a very early age, to me, it, it seemed natural to to share the, the you know the, the 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 things that helped me and allow others to benefit from them as well. I guess, right? So so at, at that early time, without you know having any any idea of open source or anything, uh, it seemed like like a good thing to do. So I I kept doing that, mm. and you know now I I I think it's important to highlight the 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 uh you're not only doing good to others right that that sharing action uh ended up having a boomerang effect and coming back and helping me as well so, so i i try to get everyone as many people as i can to you know try to convince them to start a blog or mm. uh you know share the, the the tricks that they figure out on their own i, I mentioned in the presentation that even if you if you are a professional stack overflow copy paster <laughs> uh, usually you, you have to put a little bit of elbow grease right you you take two or three answers and and then you have to do some reasoning yourself yeah. so so that that's shareable mm. that's something that you could share 
and it's something that might help someone else. Very cool. Um, so just shifting gears a little bit to talk about learning. Um, it's quite a broad question, but um, how do you approach learning? Uh, or perhaps if you're going to learn something new, what's your what's your process for that? Uh, yeah, so what I tend to do uh, to learn is to, to come up with an idea for, for a little project, right? So, so for example, I wanted to learn web development with Python and I, I built my blog, mm. right? So, so I, I tend to do it that way. I, I find it a, a lot easier to learn something if I have, if I have a goal that I want to achieve more than just, uh, you know, learning JavaScript because everybody does JavaScript, right? That, that, that doesn't really motivate me, uh, much, mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, w w when I have a goal, something that I, uh, that, that I, I get out of the experience, the learning experience, then it, it's much more easier for me to, you know, to, to heads down, go and, and, and do the work. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've, I've very often found the same. Um, yeah. So if you could, perhaps give a message to someone who's starting out in software development and yeah, just, just beginning to learn the ropes. Um, what, what guidance, what advice would you give to them? Uh, well, it, I, I think it, it, it's a great time to learn. Uh, there's, there's a lot of, uh, choices today. Uh, I mean, you, you, you can think about it as, as, as a bad thing as well, right? There's too many, uh, you, you could argue there are too many choices, uh, but as long as you know you, you stay focused on, on an area that you find interesting, uh, find find the project, uh, and and then you know work on getting that project done, trying to not get distracted with all the the other things. So uh, so yeah, the, the advice will be to to do something, not not just learn. You know to to get a job. Uh, I, I, you you will get a job for sure, right? I guarantee you. When you learn, you 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 will be, be you know, you, you will have access to better jobs and all of that. Mm. But, uh, but th think about doing something. Uh, and it, it doesn't need to be something, uh, you know, it, 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 it could be something simple, some, some, something that helps in your home. Uh, at some point, for example, I, uh, I wanted to learn MicroPython and I, I built this controller that worked better to heat my home uh, than the, you know, the, the, the controller that, that that was in that house, right? Mm. Which was a, you know, it, it wasn't very accurate, right? So I I decided to to build something with with a with a uh, temperature sensor, you know, it, it, it was the goal, right? So so I I wanted to improve my heating. I, I was cold uh, a lot in that house, and I always have it to think about, you know, turning it up or down, and, and yeah. You know that 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 was the 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 trigger that allowed me to you know to do it. Mm. So so yeah, I mean that that that's a good way in my view to uh, to focus your your learning and uh, not get distracted. And then when you're done, then you do it again, right? You you find something a little bit more challenging. And uh, if if along the you know along the way you you document that uh, either through a blog or videos, you know. The, the the sharing portion is is very important. Then then all that work that you do while you're learning will speak for yourself, right? And and help help you get ahead. Awesome. Um, 
that's great. So perhaps we could finish off with a few uh, a random questions, if that's okay. So, okay, what could you name something that has impacted your workflow um, a lot in the last few years? So perhaps it's it's a tool, a technical trick, or a mental technique, or or anything really. Uh, well, this, but but for, for for many this you know this may be taken for granted, but uh, GitHub uh, and mm-hmm. you know it, it it's something that. Uh, for, for many years of my career, I, I did not have, mm. you know, g- going into GitHub to search for stuff. Uh, I'm not sure how many people do that, but if you know, uh, instead of Google it, you you know, you you go to GitHub and search for open source projects. And that that's so powerful, right? The, the idea that everyone is putting their, their code there, uh, you know, that that to me that that is something that I I realize that there's so much power in that and. You know, not not having uh, had that for for a long time, you know, makes me appreciate that that we have a, t- a tool such as that. Definitely, I, I mean, in general, right? Doesn't need to be GitHub specifically, mm-hmm. but uh, code sharing, uh, you know, source control type. Definitely, awesome. Um, so another random one: um, what in your mind separates mm-hmm. a good software engineer from a great software engineer? Ooh, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so. The, uh, the 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 sharing portion, right? So, so if if you have an engineer that's uh, super sharp, right, writes code on time, uh, but uh, but this person is not willing to share their their knowledge, their genius, uh, with the rest of the team or the community, then I mean, yeah, good engineer, sure, but uh, I'm, I'm not sure if it, if it's someone that I would hire for my team. Uh, you know, given the choice, I, I want someone who maybe not 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 as genius, but uh, but that that enjoys sharing, you know, everything they learn. Fantastic. Um, well, this has been really interesting. Thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. So that wraps up this interview. If you enjoyed it, please consider subscribing on Spotify, iTunes, or the platform of your choice. And thank you for listening.